a Corporate Streets presentation. Welcome to the Powercast. The Powercast. Welcome to the Corporate Streets Powercast. This is the podcast discussing the 48 Laws of Power by Robert Greene. And today you have TJ. And this is Jaren. And this week we are talking about the 28th law. Interaction with boldness. Joe turn, Jaren. Translation. Good brother. We need that. All right. So the translation for this week is giggity giggity. <laughs> giggity giggity. Yeah. Talk about off of like, uh, what is that? Uh, family Guy? Giggity giggity giggity. Yeah. Quagmire? Yeah. All right. Well, translate that translation. All right. So, yeah. So, the <laughs> translation obviously needs a translation. Quagmire was not afraid to approach any woman at all. Okay. He was I'm the boldest person that you could possibly think of. He had uh, no issue at all approaching anybody. He was not timid. Excuse me. He was not timid by any means. Okay. So, get, I'm get, with get, that. Get. I understand it now. I to- I'm totally feeling that translation. And now, a few words from the OG Robert Greene himself. If you are unsure of a course of action, do not attempt it. Your doubts and hesitations will infect your execution. Timidity is dangerous. Better to enter with boldness. Any mistakes you commit through audacity are easily corrected with more audacity. Everyone admires the bold. No one honors the timid. You said Timothy. Right. You said Timothy is dangerous. No, not Timothy. Timid T. I can't Timothy. say that word. It's really hard to say for Timothy, me. Timothy. 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 <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like giggity, giggity, giggity. Yeah. I can actually do giggity better because I've been doing it for years. I can't do giggity, uh, barely. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway. OG says, man, you need to be bold, all right? Because your audacity, if something goes wrong with that, you just correct it with more audacity. People admire the boldness. Nobody honors or cares for the timid. And so OG kicks it off with his psychological comparisons regarding boldness versus hesitation. So there are a few points here, and we're going to discuss those. We're going to give them to you, right? So hesitation versus boldness this is the first point now he says that hesitation puts obstacles in your path and boldness eliminates those obstacles boldness can hide deficiencies and we kind of talked about this in another law people tend to follow the confident Mm -hmm. i.e the bold right right when you're negotiating ask for the moon according to the og you will be surprised how many moons you capture that's an interesting take yeah and that's kind of like so you ask for the moon or so so say you're like trying to get a car you know it's just a car for craigslist yep you gotta lowball them <laughs> which is not necessarily asking for the moon but you think you know ask for the moon you ask for something high but lowballing is the same same thing you know it's you want to get the, you want to get the best premise. deal right you want to get the best deal possible so you lowball the person like they want to sell the car for forty five hundred, you offer them two thousand. 
<laughs> and guess what? They're about to meet you at about 3,000, maybe 3,500 when it's all said and done. Okay. Shooting for the moon would be you people who are out there that's going on job interviews and they're asking, so how much do you want? And you're too scared to ask for that number you really, really want to ask, that number that you calculated in your head, that number that you calculated on paper. Right. You're too timid to ask for that number. OG is saying, go ahead and shoot for that moon. You'll be surprised how many moons you catch. So would you say, say you want 60 grand a year? Should you start off with 80 and make them come down to your 60 or kind of like the opposite of what I just said with the lowballing? Well, what I've learned is that you try not to say the number first. And I know times change and, and all these theories change, but coming up, learning how to negotiate, you try not to say the number first because so if somebody says, so what's your number? The way you go at it, you don't tell them a number. You try to, and this might even be going against the law, so I'm going to have to reevaluate this. But you try to ask them, well, you know what? You see what I'm worth. You see all my capabilities. We just discussed it. What would you pay a person that's that has my abilities? And make them say the number first to see what they're going to go for. And when they try to lowball you, you tell them, nope. That's when you shoot for the moon. Like, nah, I need 80. That's what I'm. I was like, oh man, we can't pay you eighty. I mean, they might offer you the fifty, right? And you're like, no, nah, I need eighty. It's like we can't pay you eighty. It's like, all right, well, what can you do then? Because I'm worth eighty. I'm not worth fifty. And I mean, is eighty your real number, or is your real number more like sixty-five? The, yeah. the real number is more like 70, 65. Yeah, 70. yeah you got to kind of split. You know, you got to toss that number out there because you to know split they're going to talk you down, right. right? And you know you want to talk them up, right? But that's that shooting for the moon, though. I'm saying that I'm probably, I'm really, I've been, I was making 60. I really, really want 70, but I'm going to tell him that I need 80 and see what he gives me. And some people, you know, when you shoot for that moon, you'd be surprised how many moons you catch. You might get that 80 or you might get 72. You know what I mean? You were making 60, now you're getting 72, you win. But there's so many timid people out there. Because you'll be afraid that you might, price yourself right out of the conversation exactly so yeah so the OG is saying passive events bring the lion out in people once you're deemed a pushover game is over bro like that's it the OG says something that really rung a bell in my life experience he said that everything depends on perception I say it a little different I say that perception is everything same message different words Mm -hmm. but once you cave in and show that you don't have a backbone and you're unsure of yourself, you're scared, you're unaware, you're uh, willing to take the back seat, you're going to get railroaded. So in that same negotiation, when they ask you how much you're worth, you know you really want to say 70. But you say, um, let me see, I would say like uh, 68. There's no way you're getting that number. Right. Because they see that you're timid. They see that you're not confident <laughs> or, in yourself. Or it reminds me of that Chris Rock joke where he was like, um, when you're wanting to get fellatio from your from your girl, you can't be like, can I get a, uh, uh, can you just do a little, uh, <laughs> <laughs> would you just, uh, <laughs> you got to come right out and tell her. Right. Show me what that mouth do. Around. Okay, I don't know. I don't know if that works. I don't know how that works. It depends on the type of woman you got, but 
No, the podcast is telling us that's how it works. You got to be bold. Well, you don't have to say some people might not like show me what that mouth do. Like you be bold, but maybe you just say, yo, I need some fellatio right now. Maybe that's the maybe that's the word they like to hear. I don't like know. I said, you can't just be like, "Can I get a?" Uh, exactly. Can you just do a little? Uh, yeah, you can't do that. <laughs> and speaking of uh, relationships, on a more serious note, and also, and I feel like I kind of perhaps may have this issue a bit, uh, where I might be a bit more passive in relationships, and so that can allow me to get taken advantage of. Or okay. be more susceptible to be taken advantage of. If I'm just kind of like cool about things and not really, I don't know if it's not a confidence thing, um, but just being passive, you know, that can allow you to get walked over, you know, in a lot of, of those types of relationships. So, Exactly. Remember, I just said it. Perception is everything. Yeah. So if you seem unsure if you're if you're unwilling i mean if you're willing to sit back and take the back seat if you seem to be scared or nervous you're gonna get railroaded so i think we talked about this about with uh russell wilson how he was kind of just kind of quiet spoken but like his ex was saying how he's weak yep how his his passiveness and soft uh temper temperament made him seem as if he was weak uh, according to her right you know so you gotta she be probably railroaded him i don't even know what happened in a relationship but maybe she railroaded him <laughs> right. maybe she was going over the top she was compensating for where he wasn't being bold yeah so on the next point boldness strikes fear fear creates authority the og already stated that boldness creates fear if that boldness is unexpected, it magnifies the level of fear. And this happened to me in Marine Corps boot camp. I was far, far away from St. Louis, stationed in San Diego, for boot camp that is. The first few days we were sleep deprived. We was getting all of our gear and everything. And we didn't have a home platoon yet. So we were in temporary platoons and everything seemed cool. Nothing like what you saw on Full Metal Jackets. It was cool, though. Okay. We had ample time to eat. It wasn't much screaming and yelling. We saw people marching. Wasn't that big of a deal. Then we got drafted. We were placed in our home platoons. And the minute we met our drill instructors and we went back to where we were sleeping, back to our barracks, everything went haywire from that point on. They were loud. They were intense. They were in your face. They were flipping over metal bunk beds. You know the big metal trash cans with the metal lid? Mm -hmm. They were picking those up and throwing them against the wall, dog. Like... They were like, it looked like they were crazy, like something was wrong with them. So that level of unexpected boldness, it created a sort of fear that I had never felt before right. in my life. Right. And I didn't know what was going to come next. I was contracted with the government, this, this government organization for five years. So my dad couldn't save me. My mom couldn't come to the rescue. So I was... Whatever had come, I would have to tough it out like a man. I just remember that being one of the most scary moments in my life at that point because I knew that it was the real deal. Like I was, there was nobody I can call to come save me. Right. And in that story, I'm I'm just trying to compare to how that sudden and unexpected boldness created the ultimate fear, as well as it established the drill instructors as the authoritarians. So did you did you not recognize it as just being? 
uh, like a tactic or like an intimidation tactic. But right, bro, right it away. wasn't a game. It wasn't a game though. Like because there was there were gang members there that was super tough. Mm-hmm. But they got hands put on them, dog. Like they got broke down. So right. it wasn't a game. So if you well, tried to buck against the system. But we know not not saying that you're supposed to do that, but we know that it's something they probably did, you know, fifteen times before you. Oh, sure. Possibly. I mean, but if you ready, I mean, it's almost an act. Okay, and it could be perceived as that, but it gets real when you know, you know, like when you might have stunt doubles doing something, right. and you might get shot at, but then you start to notice that people are bleeding. You're like, whoa, whoa, <laughs> what kind of stunt? I mean, I know this is an act and all, but why is he bleeding right now? Why is he bleeding real blood? Why is he in pain? <laughs> so even if we wanted to think that it was an act. People were actually in pain for not following direction. Shout and that let me know. Uh, said it again? I was going to say shout out to Brandon Lee as far as the whole. Like, yeah, that, that's actually what I was channeling. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I was channeling. Good call on that. Good call. Good catch. But um, yeah, man. So even though, yeah, I could say that it was an act, but people were actually feeling real pain for, for trying to buck the system. So that was scary as hell. And that let me know that they were definitely in control of the situation. And I was pretty scared. <laughs> and uh, let me correct myself. Not shout out to Brandon Lee. Rest in peace to Brandon Lee. True. I'm a fan. All right. <laughs> True that. So the next point, going halfway, half-hearted digs a deeper grave. And in this one, the OG explains that if you go into something without total confidence, you've already created some obstacles. Okay. The, that task already has some level of difficulty. And if you aren't confident that you can do it, then you have to fight with your own mind to get the job done. Right. 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 And your own thoughts are tough to beat. Think about this. Have you ever been scared of something because you thought you saw something that wasn't really there? <laughs> has that ever happened to you? Your mind told you um, something yeah, somewhere or something of, was under the bed? It's, well, <laughs> that let me think. Like, I think I was afraid to walk around... Like I was just walking down the street, and this was after like the the clown epidemic happened. Oh, and so I was, you was full adult, dog. This I was, is I, was the year. Def- I was definitely quite worried, like thinking like a clown might pop up on me. Okay, there were no clown sightings on your block prior to that. No, nope. would, would you say that? No, nah, there was. So your mind had you on a totally different type of awareness. I was alert. Yeah, you was definitely alert because you felt some type. You felt some kind of way about right. it. You were nervous. Would I be on a limb saying that you were scared? No, you know what it was. I, you know what, scratch that. It wasn't a clown thing. It was I was I was watching The Purge, and in my mind, for a couple of days, I was thinking like The Purge might jump off. Oh hell no! Nah. See now that right there, that right there is definitely something like I was on, your mind tricked was, you into. <laughs> I was the clown alert. thing was quite real. Right. No, it wasn't the clown thing. It was it was the purge. I was watching the purge around the same time as the clown thing. Though. Okay. That so that right there. Out. So you're, you're proving my point right now. Then. So your mind Absolutely. was telling you yeah. something that hasn't happened in America yet. That people are going around just killing whoever they can within a 12 hour period and not mm-hmm. going to jail for it. Right. So your mind tricked you into that. Right. Right. So with that being said, the mind is tough to beat. 
And if you're going into a difficult situation without confidence, you've already beat yourself because now you have to go against the, the task and you got to go against your mind telling you that it's so difficult that you can't do it. And what about like, again, you know, I'm the relationship expert of this uh, of this um, duo. <laughs> How about just like when approaching a girl? Right. They say very true. They say confidence gets you late. And you can't go to a girl not. Unsure, you know being unsure of yourself okay so you have to approach being confident and you probably come away with that number or whatever the contact information is that people give nowadays and actually same for women too because if a woman has a low self-esteem she's willing to fall for anything that guy's going to send her through the ringer and that proves the last point that i was making about basically smelling blood in the water right like a shark if a man if he's that type of man and he sees that you have low self-esteem, he could totally run over you. He'll railroad you yeah. and not think twice. Absolutely. Moving right along. Hesitation creates gaps. Boldness obliterates those gaps. So you ever heard of the phrase, think long, you think wrong? I haven't. No, I haven't heard of that. You haven't heard that before? No. Think long, you think wrong? I just learned about that spaghetti thing a couple of weeks ago. So, <laughs> no. <laughs> Okay, basically, it's saying that if you sit around thinking too long, you're making the wrong decision by sitting around thinking so much. Okay. When you stand around thinking that much, you're creating a gap in time, which allows other people to think as well. And again, I'm talking about other people because we're talking about power. This is a this is, you know, part way a competition. Right. And so those other people might see how timid you are and how unconfident you are. And boldness is the exact opposite of that. So you want to be you want to be more bold than waiting and hesitating and being timid because it takes confidence to be swift and bold. And the OG actually made an example with seduction as well. He was talking about if you hesitate, it kind of kills the mood and your partner knows what you're going to do. So say you're standing at that door and you're waiting to get that kiss. You kind of lean in and you get back and you lean in and you get back. All that pump faking you doing, acting like you're going to shoot, but you're not going to shoot the ball. She's looking at you, number one, you scary, you unconfident, and she might think you're a creep. And you just killed the whole mood. It would have been better if you just would have leaned in, got the kiss, maybe she would have engaged. Or if it wasn't the time, she would have told you no. But trying to figure out if you want to do it, you're killing the mood, bro. Yeah, man. You can't be out there pump faking. So when it's time for that first kiss... What you're supposed to do, this is what you do. So you're walking to the car, right? Okay. And before you even get to the car, so you don't want to wait until like the door, like you get to the, you know, walk to the front door or whatever. No, you want to do this at the car. Oh, okay. Okay. So you're walking her to the car. Before she's expecting, door. she's expecting the front door. If anything is going to go down, it's right. got to be like the movie. She's expecting that front door move, right? Right. right. You don't want to be predictable like that. You want to make it different. And so you stop, you hold her hand, you look in her eyes. And I do believe in that. What is it? Is it like an 80-20 rule? It's like you're supposed to lean in for so much. And then they lean back in. But you got to, so you got to look her in the eyes. And if she doesn't come for the kiss, then you just grab her by the back of the neck and kiss her. Oh, all right. <laughs> <laughs> no, that sounds that sounds a little rapey. So no, don't do that. It's like, oh, all right. Uh, 
that's I don't know, listeners. We're normally the advice connoisseurs, but you take that for what it is. No, don't don't <laughs> don't, don't grab her. But you 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 look her in the eye and that eye contact. I mean, she showed. I mean, especially if you've been doing what you're supposed to do um, prior to the to to this point. You should be getting that man, first kiss. Just go for the lean in, man. I don't even think you just stare. Cause see, that hesitation kills. I I don't even no, know that not, that's not looking the eye should be a half second. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. You just make the eye contact, make sure that y'all got each other's attention, and then you look you at go. her eyes. You look at her lips, and you lean in. All right. Why and are you saying it's so seductive it. right now, bro? It's just it's me and you right now. Because somebody right now is listening to this in their car. <laughs> with their lady with their lady and you just gave the game away thanks a lot no they know what to do now now he can't now he can't do it at the car he can't do it at the door he's got to do it at the restaurant she knows what's up yeah alright <laughs> so the next point bonus gives you presents the timid fade into the wallpaper geez louise that was super blunt <laughs> so the timid types are not even in the room. Reminds me of the TV show of when the high schooler feels like their favorite crush or their crush doesn't even know they exist. Okay. So you got to be present. That's and this real. is done through boldness. You uh, know, people, people want to see the next move of that bold person. That's true. I definitely glowed up once I became a football captain. Okay, <laughs> that's what it is right there. You know, exactly you got, you, got you, you got you some prestige on your name right, right there. Put some prestige on my name. You got that. Then I started. Then I started. Then I started going at chicks and like, yeah, it was working. <laughs> Being bold. And who and who else embodies this is Kanye West. Definitely his whole career, he's embodied the boldness, right? And people not knowing what he's gonna do, that unpredictability, that boldness to do and say what he wants to say people want to see what he's going to say and do next and right. that's that's the definition of power right there he definitely has power so he the og made a says song about it definitely and it was a pretty good song too i love i love that song yeah so the og says that when you're small and obscure you must find a goliath to attack the larger the target the more attention you gain the bolder the attack the more you stand out. Okay. We see this all over the entertainment Ooh, industry, right? Yep, yep, yep. Whether it's music, radio personalities, whether it's sports, you name it, it's all over the place. When you challenge that top dog and you and you truly feel like that you can beat them, like, it's got to be real. You can't be faking it. Like, people got to really feel like you believe that you can do it. You get a lot of attention for that. Yep, yep. So, people here, appreciate that boldness. And here's a hot tip another hot dating tip from the corporate street because i am a advice connoisseur and i'm a, a dating advice connoisseur apparently okay so let's say you're at the club and okay you you know you see a girl eh, let's call her a seven or an eight all right that's not bad not bad at all all right you want that seven or eight so to get her attention is a seven or eight that's still like a high quality girl that's high quality. So to get her attention, you need to go and start chatting up a nine or a 10. Okay. That would then make her 
recognize, you know, that you're being bold. You're talking to somebody that's above her. And then you can come back down to talk to her. Unless she's got the Kanye ego, though. What if she thinks she's the 10 and this other chick? Well, she know. Well, she knows she's she knows that other girl is, is better than her. It looks better than her. OK, OK. Gotcha. So, I mean, it's just, we're, we're talking. She's a nine or ten. She's almost a, mo- a supermodel at that point. <laughs> right, right. Or Instagram thought. Dude, I don't you know gotta what's really, I, you I, really got to get your boldness up, like to go and talk. Like you're not even talking to the to to the seven or eight that you're going at. You skip that. You jump a level and start rocking with the nine or ten. Well, and again, that's just. I mean, you're not like really approaching that nine or a ten though. You're not. You're just oh, okay. chatting them up. You're not actually trying to date them. You're ah. chatting them up just for the sake of dating, or, right. or going for the 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 lower. Right. Okay. So with you with you having a reputation for talking to nines and tens, this seven or eight is like he must have something going on if he can talk to that. Right. Exactly. Gotcha. To bring this all together, so the Goliath in this case would be that nine or a ten. Okay. You go for that nine or a ten, that Goliath, and then anybody below that nine or a ten would look at you as being the man. And if you could talk to that Goliath, well, why not? Like, you should definitely be good enough for them as well. True. I'm with that. Another bold move to make is voicing what the public feels as a way to get noticed. So... Those shared emotions of what the public feels or what a group of people feels and simply saying what others are too scared to say, you're definitely going to get attention for that. That's because that's very bold. So whether you're in a conference room at work or whether you're outside at a basketball game or wherever you are, there's a mass of people. Everybody's feeling and thinking the same thing, but you're the one to speak up for. You will get the uh attention for being bold you see that a lot on on social media where somebody might say something and like you said it's just completely bold about some type of controversial topic and it's something that might be a little hard for people to say because they're worried about the co-workers seeing it and that kind of thing and that person says it and then they get 100 likes yep happens all the time Cause I don't have to say it now. Cause you went ahead and put your head in the guillotine. <laughs> right. Right. I'm not going to get my head chopped off for liking it. So the keys to power. Now in so many words, the OG expressed that we all have things that we feel that we want to say, but we're too timid to say it too scared to act on those thoughts. Okay. And the reason is, is cause we're too busy thinking about the consequences of those actions, the consequences of, coloring outside of the lines or stepping outside of the box that everybody puts you in so there's a hot take that the og had he says that we disguise our timidity timidity timothy (laughs) timothy we we disguise that which is our fear to do and say what we feel out of regard for others but really we're really self-absorbed and worried about what others would think of us So to bring it all together, what we're saying is you're taking that disguise. You're disguising being timid with saying, oh, out of regard for this person, I'm not going to say this. But really what's happening is you're worried about what other people are thinking of you. 
So you're trying to play the political correct card. You're trying to play the card that you care. And I thought that that was a really, really hot take from those. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's just so interesting because there's so many examples in life where I've seen it and I've actually done it myself. How many times have you heard a friend talk about what they would have done and what they could have done? But this statement is the kicker. Yeah, I would have punched him in the face, but he's lucky it's raining outside. Or he's lucky the teacher's standing over there. Right. Or he's lucky I just saw a police car ride by. You hear that all the time? Well, yeah, you're I, don't, lucky. I don't hear that all the time. But yeah, back but in the day, you, you, you definitely hear, heard that. You, you definitely heard that. And, there, and there's adult forms of that as well. You're talking to a friend and they talk about what they would have done and they, what they could have done. And then they insert that excuse about why they didn't do it. Yeah, that that. We're going to talk about that. I feel like eventually there's going to be an advice kind of sewers part two. <laughs> okay. That indecisive timidness, that's what's, com- that's what's really coming out. And they're really too scared to act on what they're saying they're going to act on. It's not that that police car rolled by. It's not that you're lucky because of whatever that situation is. It's really that they're too scared to do it. Right. Absolutely. So. We like to be around confident people because those people inspire us. They infect us. It's almost hypnotic in a sense because we're drawn to those bold types. It's kind of I think that's why women, some women love the bad boy because they're bold and exciting. But that nice guy who thinks everything out, that person, he eventually gets to a decision. He was indecisive. He was timid. There's nothing entertaining about that. So. That boldness works in relationships too. We always talk about, man, why she like the bad boy, man? I'm I'm doing everything right. You know, I got everything in order. Well, you know, maybe you're not bold enough. Maybe you're too timid. Maybe you're not sure of yourself. Maybe you're not charismatic enough because you're insecure. Meanwhile, you're making the right decisions in your life and the bad boy is making all the wrong decisions. But he's bold, yeah. so he gets the girl. Exactly. It's hard out here for the for the good guy, man. <laughs> so i would have went on a tangent on that if this was the podcast but that would have had to involve a lot of curse words and (laughs) this is just not the place for that okay i'm glad you recognize what show we was on this time because you were letting it fly a couple weeks ago so the og says to practice and develop your boldness you can start that in negotiation like we talked about at the beginning of this podcast don't be scared to ask for that big amount don't be too scared to go lower than what their asking price is because you just might get it and the hottest take of all from the og for me was if boldness isn't natural to you is if it's not natural then neither is being timid Hmm. i thought that was a super hot take because we magnetize toward being timid because we want to avoid that conflict of some sort so Snap out of being timid because it's lowering your worth, okay? I know you're saying to yourself, oh, man, I'm just, I'm just naturally not bold. That's not true. You're not naturally timid either. You're choosing to be timid because you don't want that conflict. You don't want people to look at you a certain way. You're right. too scared to do it. And before, you know, I mentioned about talking to a 10 to get like a lower, you know, uh, like a 7 or an 8. You know, you talk to a 9 or a 10. Okay. Well, Maybe you want that nine or a ten. Now I have some different tactics to get to her, but I'm not gonna do that today. I'm not gonna say all those tactics and give those all away right now. Okay. But basically, okay. go for it. Why? Why not go for it? The worst she can say is no. 
and true statement and you know you don't have to necessarily settle but you could be bold and go for that dopest chick so maybe it's the dopest chick in your high school we have one we have one who was above and beyond everybody and looking at her now I feel like I could have had a chance <laughs> <laughs> so go for it man don't be afraid I'm gonna definitely tell my kid that oh my kid's yeah. That's definitely, I'm going to pass that message along because you don't want to be on the sideline looking at that guy and be like, man, how did he pull her? Look, he a, he a nerd. He got glasses on. He got a pocket protector. How did he get that nine and a half? How did he do that? Well, you know what? He was bold. When you're sitting at your job and you and you too scared to apply for a position because you think you're not qualified enough and then one of your coworkers who don't know as much as you know, don't do what you do, they get the job. Right. And you're mad at them for getting that job. You're mad at the people that hired them. No, you need to be mad at yourself for not stepping up and going for the damn job. You need to step up, man. Be bold and go take it. Jeez. Don't sit around and wait for people to give it to you. Why you say it so mean? It's like you like smacked them upside the head. Like, go oh, get no, the damn was, job. Yo, that was my motivation voice, dog. I wasn't trying to be mean. No, okay. No, I was being bold, bro. I was being bold. Okay. All right. (laughs) That was intimidating. (laughs) All right. And now it's time for that reversal. So the OG says that boldness is not the play for everything that you do. It's a tool, and it needs to be used in certain situations. Okay. So you have to be strategic about when you use this boldness. Yeah. Because remember, if you're being bold and saying what people really want to say, and you're using it all out of control, you're whipping out that tool when it ain't supposed to be used, you don't make a lot of people upset, all right? Like, if you were on 10 with your boldness at all times, you're going to offend a lot of people, and you're going to isolate yourself. And remember, we talked about this many laws ago, you don't want to be isolated. You need people to have power. All right. And so this has been another episode of the Corporate Streets Powercast. And as always, we encourage you to go get your own copy of Sir Robert Greene's 48 Laws of Power. Get the audio book like we're listening to, or you can get that old school actual book. And as always, the rumor mill has reported more details about Sir Robert Greene's life. And this week, I've heard that, well, Robert Greene, he has, you know, a habit of snacking every now and then. Okay, we all deserve a good snack every now and then. absolutely. I definitely deserve a good good snack. So, you know, some of us might snack on just regular old graham crackers. Okay, I like those. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. The kids love those, but not Robert Greene. Robert Greene has to get Gucci crackers. Gucci? How much does that cost, bro? Um, I've heard somewhere between fifteen hundred to eighteen hundred a box. So, wow, bro! So I didn't even support know, that man. I didn't even know there was designer crackers out there. So okay, yeah, definitely support him because he has to have those Gucci crackers, that Fendi macaroni, and you know, <laughs> dude, that's luxurious. The, the 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 coach, um, and the coach cookies. And don't worry, just because you get Robert Greene's book doesn't mean you don't need us anymore. We compliment the book just like just because you listen to us, you don't need to go get the book. Okay? Robert Greene's book is like it's like 
a slab of ribs smoking for 12 to 15 hours and we're like the delicious crusted dry rub i mean those ribs would have been good i mean not seasoned because i mean the meat tastes good right Mm -hmm. but that dry rub oh man when it's crusted perfectly right on top yo that's the way we compliment robert green's book he's kind of like those five dollar hot and ready pizzas and we're those lemon pepper wings they just that put the lemon. Delicious. They just put the lemon pepper sauce on them and shake them around in the box and hand it to you. <laughs> okay. All right. And so for next week, we have a law twenty nine, and that is plan all the way to the end. And I actually heard Charlemagne say that say that one a couple of times. I'm totally with that. No, I know planning he said is it, key. I know he said it recently. Even if you fail to plan, then you plan to fail. <laughs> All right, so we don't even got to do that law next week. We could just go straight to 30. <laughs> All right, guys. So, as always, we like to thank you for checking in and listening to our po- podcast. We also have the regular podcast where we talk about all kinds of great things like um, Arabs and unicorn hair and Gucci crackers. We talk about all kinds of important things like that. Yeah, man. And other thought provoking topics. It gets deeper, people. We get deeper. <laughs> yeah, you could also find us on the um, social media and things on Twitter and Facebook and all that good stuff. So, and as always, thank you for listening to another Corporate Streets podcast. This is the podcast for people who just let it fly. Why not let it fly? Let it fly. <laughs> you don't have to be scared of anything. Just let it fly, man. Yeah, man. Kanye did it with George Bush yep. back in the day. Yep, just let it fly. He just let it fly. Kobe did when he hit that. What did he hit? 74? How many points he got on this last game? 60. 60. He let it fly. Last game. Why not <laughs> let it fly? Why not let it fly? <laughs> <laughs> Peace. All right. Enrich your life, attain your goals. Thank you for listening to the Corporate Street, the Corporate Street, the Corporate Street. Powercast, Powercast, Powercast. Powercast.